How is it that you're in this position? You're alive, you're breathing, you're here. A lot of it you've probably done completely on your own and you've made it. So because you're here and you've made it this far, it means that life has literally always worked out for you. Welcome back to Conscious Rebel. I'll be honest, I don't even know what episode this is now that we've gotten into the third season. At some point, I'm going to actually compile all the seasons together into one and just start labeling them by episode so that as we get into these higher episodes, it'll be easier to locate and easier to track and pinpoint which episode was when. Anyway, I'm super excited for this episode today. Disclaimer and full transparency and honesty with you guys. I feel like I've been off with the podcast the last, actually, if I'm being completely honest, almost the whole entire third season. And it's interesting to actually even be voicing that because from a branding standpoint, that's, I don't think that's actually a very good thing to admit to your audience that you've felt disconnected. And at the same time, I also see the value in it because the only reason I even started this podcast in the first place was to have almost like an audio journal and a a place where I could kind of vulnerably voice my thoughts. And with that being said, the whole first or sorry, the whole third season has I've almost felt off, not almost I have felt off and It's taken me a while to piece together exactly why and what it was stemming from. And what I mean by off is that there's been many episodes that I've done that I I still think came out okay. And there's been a lot of, I definitely have my favorite episodes this season so far. But for a lot of them, they started to feel forced, which is really weird because we, we just barely started third season and it had been honestly like two years since the second season. So as I've started to piece different things together and look at what might be the possibilities of of why I feel off and what I've really settled on at the moment is recognizing that my life has changed a lot. I feel like the old talent has completely died and this new talent is being reborn, but I don't exactly know what that looks like because I haven't been to that side yet. And this rebirth, I don't think is completely individual for me. The The language I'm using may be foreign to some or may not be the vernacular that they would use, but I've talked to a lot of people about this recently of where they feel like they're stepping into this new timeline, this new life. And the old them is is gone and it's dead, but the new life isn't fully emerged yet. And in between the two, it, it can often be a very uncomfortable experience because you're grieving the loss of the old you and that identity of what that was, but you also don't fully know yet what you're stepping into. So you're in a bit of a void. And I always love to give the analogy of the vines. You're swinging from one vine to the other. And this is with any type of big change or transformation in life, but as you swing from one vine to the next, you actually have to let go of the vine you're holding on to if you want to grab hold of the next vine. And so as you've let go, and also as you're going to 
basically grab onto a new life, a new timeline, a new change, new new relationship, whatever it is, there's a period before that manifests in where it's really confusing. It's just a void and you're, you're tempted to go so many different ways and make so many different decisions because by nature, the ego is trying to get out of uncertainty as fast as it possibly can because uncertainty is a threat to the ego. The whole role of the ego is to basically predict, to prepare and predict, to plan and predict, to be able to know what's coming ahead and to predict for that to keep you safe so that you don't die. The ego is there to keep you, keep us alive. And so if you step into uncertainty, the ego can no longer protect you, but the ego is an illusion. It doesn't need to protect you. It's it, it, it can take the passenger seat, but that can be difficult sometimes because it's so familiar to us. We, we've listened to the ego for so many years. So as we kind of put the ego to the side and we start to really lead with, with our heart and really with pure intentions and intentionally doing this work and trying to change your life or change your relationship, as you really lead with that, it's naturally going to take you into unknown territory and uncertainty. And the ego is going to alarm when you step into these states. The alarm puts you into fight, flight, or freeze. And then basically you stay in one of those states unless you can consciously become aware that you actually are safe. It's okay to be safe in uncertainty and that you can move forward and you don't need to stay stuck in a survival mode. And as soon as we're able to down-regulate and calm our nervous system, watch the words we speak, and then observe and express those emotions and then put it to the side... If we can do that whole process right there, then we can move through the low points pretty quickly and be able to really manifest in the reality that we that we want ultimately. But if we resist during that void process, you know, the the going from one vine to the X to the next, while you're in the air, it's it, it ought to be a graceful practice because you trust that there's another vine that you're gonna grab hold on to. But if we don't trust that and we don't know that and we don't trust that the universe has our backs, then basically you're going to be kicking and screaming until you fully, you know, see what has manifested. But then you'll look back and be like, I didn't need to stress out that whole way. I didn't need to freak out. If I could have just trusted myself more, if I could have trusted the universe more, I could have actually had a very graceful time as the old died and the new was brought in. Whether this is a job transition, maybe you're moving places, maybe you just went through a breakup, it doesn't matter what it is, but what we do know is that life is impermanent. That is a law. It's a universal law. So we do know 100% for sure that everything is going to change. It's going to change. It's going to ebb and flow. It's the highs and the lows. This is duality, and we live in a world of duality. So that we can say indefinitely that things are impermanent, that things are going to change. So if we can become really good at dealing with change, then we're going to have a smoother ride along the way. We're going to have a smoother time here on earth, and we're going to be able to be more aware of this game that's going on and recognizing that things are always going to change. So if we can actually get good at letting go, 
then this whole game becomes a lot easier because there's less resistance. I share all of this because this is currently the phase that I've been going through right now is that I've, in numerology, if you want to do your numerology, you can check this out. Look up your personal year for numerology. Your personal year basically can give you a blueprint of what you can predict uh, that you're going to experience this year in 2023. And it, the, the numbers go from one to nine. Every human being goes through a nine-year cycle, one being the very beginning, nine being the end of that cycle. And then it goes to one again, the start of a new cycle. And it spirals upwards. And this is basically your your growth roadmap, you could say. You can use astrology in a practical way. Lawyers use astrology. Doctors use astrology. All the celebrities, let's not kid ourselves, all the celebrities use astrology. They have personal astrologers that tell them on certain days to do certain things or to amass certain wealth. So astrology is real. And if you look up your personal year, you can get a good idea for the energy of 2023 and then also going into 2024. For me this year, I am in a personal nine year in astrology. What that means is that I'm at the very end of a long cycle and I'm terminating that. So I'm preparing to literally die this cycle off and be born into a new year. And the year nine is all about letting go. That's the theme. So that's another part of why I feel like I'm sharing this because I've had to get really good this year at letting go and it hasn't been easy by any means. It's It's been one of the toughest mental years I've actually had in a while and, and not because of any significant tragedy or, or you know trauma or thing that has happened, but because of the mind work I've been re- required and asked to do with my subconscious mind to come face to face with like deep, deep, deep seated fears that were there and programmings and anything holding me back and fears. I've had to face off with all of that this year so I can fully let that go. So that as I step into 2024, I'm on a one year, which means the very beginning of a brand new cycle. And I know all that through numerology, but my I can see it through my life as well. I can see that manifesting outwards. And so it's really powerful to recognize and look at in our lives what really are we going through and experiencing more than this just like physical realm. But if we back up a little bit and look at the whole story of our lives, you know, what is really going on here? What, what are we growing through? What are we being asked to do? How are, how are we learning more? Where are we not facing the fears that we maybe ought to face? And it's just coming face to face with realizing that it's okay to have fears. It's okay to have insecurities. It's okay to have this voice in your head that's telling you that you're not good enough or that you can't achieve X, Y, and Z, or that if you are ever seen, people will make fun of you. We play all these stories in our head from the victim mindset to imposter syndrome to atelophobia, which is the fear of not being good enough. We all have some form of this in a story that we're telling ourselves, and we then believe that this story is real. And as we begin to unwind that story and recognize that we are not that story, that in fact, 
we're perfectly okay and we're good and we're here and we're safe. And it's just the mind that's making us go into panic or into depression or into these other states because of the stories we're telling ourselves. As we're able to unwind all of that, we can then let go of those beliefs that are no longer serving us. We can let go of the stories that are no longer serving us. We can let go of the friends that are no longer serving us. We can let go of the food that's no longer serving us. We can let go of the fears that are blocking us from fulfilling our dreams. We can let go of the fear of asking that girl or that guy out so that we can start a wonderful new life, new life with, with someone else by our side. We need to let go, let go, let go. It's about letting go. It's taking me this long to realize that it's about letting go. We're not here to necessarily achieve or accomplish or fulfill or become great. We're here to let go of anything that's in the way and that's blocking what's already there, which is that you already are great. You know, like <laughs> you already are awesome. You, you, you know, you're on this planet for a reason. If you're existing, then you serve a purpose. Otherwise you would be dead. And everything that you have gone through right now has added up to this moment where you get to be aware of that and recognize like, oh shit, like I am exactly where I need to be. And what happened happened and couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't. And so right now, now that I'm becoming aware of that and I'm conscious in this moment, then what do I want the rest of my story to be crafted into? And, you know, what does that look like? What does that energy feel like? And as we let go of more of these things that are not us, we can then manifest in what really is us. So coming full circle, that's a long-winded way of saying that the reason I felt so disconnected from season three and from you know some of these episodes that I've done is because I've been letting go of everything that I am not and that transition into this new me, this new personality, this this new identity is so confusing, honestly, and it's so distant, yet it feels so right, and it makes so much sense, and at the same time, I'm in that void. I, I'm, it feels like I'm between those vines, and my fingers can sense the next vine that's coming that I can hold on to, but it's not quite here yet, and I'm still falling. And my lessons lately in my personal life, you know, just to be transparent with you who's listening, my lesson that I've been learning lately has been the gracefulness in that void of like when you're in transition, again, this can be anything. Maybe you quit your job and you're waiting to find another job. Maybe you just broke up and you're waiting to go into another relationship. Maybe you just got fired from your job and now you need to get a new one. Maybe you're switching to a new diet. Whatever it is, there's a transition period from the previous to the next. That's what we call change. And during this transition process, how at peace can you be? How calm can you be knowing and trusting that the next step indeed is going to come? How do I know this? Because how are you where you are right now? How is it that you're in this position? You're alive, you're breathing, you're here. A lot of it you've probably done completely on your own and you've made it. 
So because you're here and you've made it this far, it means that life has literally always worked out for you. And so then we can assume safely that as we continue to move forward and face our fears and let go of the things that are not serving us and step into that new identity, even though we can't see it yet, we can trust that it's there. And that, in a sense, you could also say is the, the law of manifestation of preparing for that that thing to come that you've never seen yet. It's faith. It's, a, it's knowing that you can create a different life so you're going to start the actions and become that before it's even here. And for me, the podcast has been an interesting journey of seeing the different places that I need to level up to and for different people that I want to have on the podcast or different ways I want to take this. And I've, I've always felt that with this podcast with Conscious Rebel, I've always felt that the success of it would depend upon my level of vulnerability, which is a really weird insight to have about a podcast, especially as a man where vulnerability can be quite widely argued when it comes to masculinity of what level, you know, we ought to be vulnerable at, but that's a different discussion. But the more vulnerable I am with this, the more it makes sense because all the things that I've struggled and that I've learned, there's got to be some other people that can benefit or profit from that wisdom in some way, shape, or form. I presume because there's eight fucking billion people on the planet. So I think we're, we're very naive to assume that no one can understand us. I've found that as I'm more public with, with things, as I meet more people, but on a, a much deeper level, I'm shocked at how similar we are. Like the deeper you go, the more similar you are to people than not. And that's why we think we're so divided these days because we're, we're operating on the surface level with each other. We're not going deep. And if you don't go deep, all you see is differences. On the surface, everyone looks so different, so diverse, so, so independent of one another. But the deeper you go into human beings, the more you see how similar you actually are. And it's like, oh, you struggle with that too. That's crazy because you've done all this or you live this good life or you achieved this. So I thought that automatically you would just be ultimate like emotional spiritual Jedi warrior to get to that level. But then you see that these people are literally human just like you and I, like everyone on the earth at the end of the day has thoughts and has emotions and has beliefs and has stories. And so when we really get to the depth, we're able to see the similarities within one another, which would create more connection and unity and a way to kind of catalyze that, or I should just say accelerate, accelerate that process is through vulnerability. The more vulnerable we are with others, the more it gives them permission to open up and then they open up walls come down, and then we're able to have true depth and true intimacy. And I think that's one big change we're going to be seeing in the next, you know, couple years with humanity, with society, is I think we're actually going to see a deeper level of compassion and vulnerability and people opening up, even if it's within small communities, because people are craving it. And I don't know, playing on the surface and wearing masks, 
I don't think is going to work for that much longer. So this is a long-winded episode way of saying that I've been sort of disconnected from this season three of Conscious Rebel because I've started to realize that the old me is dying off. I'm stepping into this new me, which means by nature, the podcast and the feel of it probably is going to be changing as well in the future um, and kind of just more swimming with the current rather than against it. So that was literally just my thoughts today of ranting off what's been on my mind and things that I've been exploring with other people there. And hopefully there was... um, some some golden nuggets in there for you so thanks everyone for listening enjoy your day peace